Good morning, Steve Dale's Pet World on WGN. I'm smiling because I can't help but smile knowing that David Fry is coming up right around the corner. You may not know his name. You should. He would be the first to say you should. After all, if there's a dog show televised anywhere, anytime, it's that guy who's broadcasting, you know, at the other side of the microphone. Dr. Liz Brown is here to talk about the Great American Cat Show. Sounds very official. It's a big cat show. It is very official. Welcome to the program, Dr. Brown. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me. All right, so I think this is where we start. People are somewhat familiar with dog shows because we see them on television, even if you haven't been to one. This show, by the way, you get a twofer because it's the, the Great American Cat Show is in conjunction with the Great American Dog Show. It's August 25th through the 27th at McCormick Place. What can people expect from a cat show? You walk in, now what happens? Great question, Steve. So as you as you say, most people are familiar with the dog shows, or at least have a little bit of a knowledge. Cat shows are similar in the sense that we have pedigreed and non-pedigreed cats competing for titles like Grand Champion. And again, like the dog breeds, every um, pedigree, every breed of cat has a written standard. And that standard describes the different traits and features of the cat. For instance, how large or small the ears should be, where they should be placed on the head. And then there's a point breakdown. And every standard is, is very different for each breed of cat because every cat breed is different from one another. And our judges are trained to know these 50-plus breeds of cats and their standards down to the word and the point. And so when you first come in, you'll see um, seven rings set up with, with judges working independently of one another, going through and handling each of the cats that's entered in the show. And now here's where it varies from the dog show. Of course, the dogs are running around a ring while their confirmation is checked. And we don't just let the cats run around loose. <laughs> Imagine what that would be like. But instead, the cats um, will spend just a couple of minutes sitting in a wire cage in the judge's ring. And the judge will work one at a time through the approximately 12 cats that they bring up at a, at a given time. The judge will pull them out of the cage, set them on a table. We have a sizzle scratching post so the cats get to play and show off and have a good time while they're being evaluated by the judge. And so the judge will be handling them, um, looking at them, playing, playing with them, again, all with the goal of assessing that cat on the table compared to its breed's written standard. Now, a lot of cats, people think, oh my gosh, a cat with all these people watching, all the noise going on, with other cats around them. A lot of these cats were brought up this way. And I will tell you, if the cat doesn't, and the same is true for dogs, really, if the dog or cat doesn't want to be in the show, well, that's probably the last show that dog or cat is going to be in. And it's understandable. It's fine. However, most of the time, these cats from, because I've been at many cat shows, they seem to enjoy it, actually. that Not tolerate it, but actually enjoy the attention. Do you find the same? Absolutely. So we encourage people to come with their cats as young as possible. We actually, um, Tika allows cats to be present in the show hall for the experience 
um, at a minimum of three calendar months of age. So bring your three-month-old kitten that's registered um, in, and they can just experience, as you said, the noise. The, the whole atmosphere is quite different than what a cat's used to when they're sitting in your home. So bring the cat in when they're young. At four calendar months, they can start competing. And so if they've had a chance to get in a show hall prior to that, it's not so overwhelming to them. Otherwise, you will see the younger cats or the first-time cats a little more apprehensive. And as you say, some take to it right away, like a fish out of water, as they say. Some don't. Um, But most of the ones you're going to see have probably been to a show or two or three or four before, and they love it. They they get placed on the judge's table. They know exactly what to do. They know where the toys are that the judge is going to have to play with them. And it's just a great experience for the cat and then subsequently the owner because it's a joy to see my cat up on that table having a great time and just loving life as a show cat. And there's another difference between the dog show and the cat show. That is the judge explains what's going on at a cat show usually. So the judge says, oh, well, this Maine Coon could be this way, or I'm glad the Maine Coon looks like this. Uh, I'm going to give extra points or whatever, whatever to that Maine Coon or whatever breed it is because of this. Here's how that Maine Coon or whatever breed it is conforms or doesn't conform. They talk to people. They explain why they are thinking like they are thinking. Yes, and so that's, as you say, that's one of the, the, the big differences you see with the cat judges. And not only do they explain, they'll interact and they'll ask, answer questions. If you're there visiting the show and you and you have them, and so it's a great experience not only for the owner of the cat, but if you're there without your cat, but you're interested in cats, walk over to a ring and ask a question. You get your question answered. The other thing about cat shows is the cats are kept in—I don't know that you'd call them carriers necessarily. Uh, what what do you what do you call what the cats are generally kept in when they're not being shown at the show? So every entry in the show gets a space away from the judge's ring where the cat can relax, hang out with their owner, use the litter box, have food and water. And so we call that a benching space, and everyone gets one with their cat. You will notice that what people bring to put their cat in in that space can vary. Um, Some people have fancy, we call them cage curtains, that have been sewn and have ruffles, and some have more basic um, setups. Often new exhibitors will just use a bed sheet even, just something to keep their cat's um, area covered. You will be able to see the cat if you're there visiting. You'll be able to see the cat just hanging out in its own space. And it does it. You kind of, most of what you're going to see, like you um, referenced there, Steve, it's going to look like an oversized cat carrier, 44 inches long. So that's a, a much larger than cat carrier size space. And so the cats have a bed and, like I said, a litter box, food and water. They have a lot of room, and they're comfortable to hang out in their own space. Um, Again, a bed from home, so it smells like home. Their owner is there with them. And so in between the judging rings, the cats are often very relaxed and doing what they do best usually, and that's taking a cat nap. (laughs) Yes. And this is what I was getting at. There's a theme at many cat shows. And that theme varies depending on the cat show. Every That's an individual theme for every show. And this year's theme, it's about Chicago. It's about, it's called Feline Inferno. Infermo. How do you say that? Inferno, like fur of a cat. <laughs> oh, I see Inferno. what you got going. Okay. Reignited. So it's all about that fire we had there. But, but you'll see these 
cages, for lack of a better word at the moment, sometimes designed to match the theme. Am I right about that? Absolutely. Just like you might want to hang um, a 4th of July wreath on your front door, cat, um, cat show exhibitors love to decorate their cages in the theme of the show, or if there's a holiday or something coming up as well. But we're hoping everyone will get into the spirit and um, remember back to the Great Chicago Fire and celebrate our cats and the wonderful city of Chicago. Well, I hope the fire marshal knows about you people. That's the Great American Cat Show, August 25th through 27th at McCormick Place. And we will be back to talk more about that very cat show next on WGN. Back with Dr. Liz Brown, we're talking about the Great American Cat Show going on in conjunction with the Great American Dog Show. That's at McCormick Place, August 25th through 27th. I mean, really, this is cool, Dr. Brown. You don't typically see a cat show go on at the same time that a dog show is going on, though not exactly at the same place. They kind of are at the same place, I believe. They are, Steve. One level of McCormick Place will have the dog show happening, and on um, at a lower level, the cat show will be taking place. Because as you can imagine, a lot of the cats would prefer to not be around the dogs, and probably vice versa. So we talked about what goes on in the cat show briefly, but there's more going on than just the judging of these cats. For example, there's going to be an education ring where you can learn things, correct? That's correct. In our education ring, um, you can meet and talk with breed and cat experts, learning about the Tika breeds of cats. Um, We're going to also be presenting our therapy cat program. So if you have a cat, for instance, that you think would do great work in a local um, skilled care facility, we have a program for that. We also have a program for our junior exhibitors or our, our kids under the age of 18, and we will be talking about that as well. All right. Now, uh, I was just going to ask you something about that. Here's what I was going to ask you. You also are going to, first of all, here's what I was going to, you mentioned Tika several different times, and I didn't stop you, and I really should have. So for people who don't know, what is the International Cat Association, which is what Tika stands for? So Tika is the number one registry, genetic registry, of pedigree and household pet cats. So not only do we register those pedigree cats, if you have a cat that is of unknown origin, we welcome you to register and participate in our cat shows as well. We call those household pets. Now, you are probably a bit partial toward Maine Coon cats because you happen to breed Maine Coon cats. And I think people know Ragdoll, Siamese, Maine Coon However, there are lots of breeds people don't know necessarily, and you'll get to see them at this show. The other thing that I want you to talk about is how cat breeds are bred for temperament. And there truly is a difference, and I'll give you two examples of two breeds people might not know that you can talk about. There is a difference between your average, say, Russian blue in temperament, and looks, of course, and your average... Cornish Rex cat. Can you talk a little bit about both of those breeds as examples of what I'm talking about? Because you have two different breeds with two different temperaments, and of course they look very different. Well, um, Steve, I'll be honest, I'm not a judge, so I'm not trained on the different um, breed standards. However, in terms of temperament, as you say, I, I mean, I, probably for me the best example, Ragdoll. I mean, they, they received that name because they 
are just so relaxed and essentially like a rag in your hand, so relaxed, versus some of our short-haired breeds that can be much more high-energy, very active cats. So regardless of the type of home that you have and living environment, whether you have a chaotic house with kids and dogs um, or you're maybe a single person in a smaller house, there is a breed of cat for you just based on temperament alone, just based on temperament alone. And I can talk a little bit about this. So you can look up specifically as to what these breeds look like, but a Russian blue has that beautiful kind of like bluish color, if you will. Their temperament is what some people think of as cats and want in cats. They're not going to be all over you all the time. They will be around you, but they're not going to be Velcro cats in general. The Cornish Rex is like the greyhound of the cat world, I believe they're often called, because they have the sleek appearance, and they feel like, uh, do you have a chenille sweater? If you do, that's kind of what they feel like with their single coat of hair. And they are cats that can be really active acrobats, if you will. They're, they're one of, there are many, acrobats of the cat world. So those are two examples, and I will tell you, and you tell me, Dr. Brown, if you think this is true, if you go to a cat show, no matter how much you think you know about cats in general, unless you're a cat show judge, then then that's the exception. But you'll see breeds you didn't even know existed. Yes, we're really excited to have a wide variety of breeds from the hairless sphinx, which always grabs folks' attention, to the, like you said, Russian blue, Cornish rex, the Bengals, um, Devon rex, Cornish rex. There's so many different breeds. And as you said, even if you think you know, I bet you find a cat or a breed of cat that you had not heard of before at the show. And if you have a cat at home, you want cat toys, maybe some special treats. You will see toys that you've not seen before. You'll see cat trees, by the way, that are handmade. You will see maybe treats that you've not seen before because they're not as readily available at pet stores or online You'll see all of that and much more at the cat show, I believe. That's correct. My favorite cat toys are the ones I pick up at cat shows. They're often made by vendors who also have cats, so they know exactly what our cats like. They know about the durability that's needed for a toy to have some longevity in your house, more than the first 30 seconds of them playing with it. And so I'm always amazed at the different pet products, cat products, that I find at the cat shows that I can't find at the local local stores. And I want to make something clear that I should have mentioned earlier. As you walk up and down the aisles and you see something called a Lycoy cat, a what? A Lycoy cat, or maybe you see a Bengal cat, a more popular breed of cat these days, you can ask the person who has that cat, the breeder, who's right there, would a Bengal be right for me? I don't really want an active cat, and I've got four kids and three other cats, and they will answer your question. Uh, would a light koi cat be right for me? Uh, those sorts of things. What kind of care is entailed uh, on average for that particular breed? And, of course, the temperament for that breed or any other questions you have. You have the breeders right there that you can ask. That's right, Steve. And one other thing that most people visiting a cat show really enjoy, and that's 
the question, can I pet your cat? (laughs) (laughs) Because if you're there, we love cats. If you're there visiting a cat show, surely you're a cat lover. And it's so tempting to want to pet the cats. Most of the owners and breeders that are there will allow that. You know, just we always ask, please ask them first. Or if they're getting ready to take their long-haired Persian to a ring and they've just combed it, they might ask you to wait a minute or two (laughs) until it's done judging. But Yes, you'll even have that opportunity as well. All right, so let's talk about how you can learn more. But one way to do it, we're talking about the Great American Cat Show in conjunction with the Great American Dog Show. That's August 25th through 27th at McCormick Place. Is Simply go to greatamericandogshow.com. But if you want to enter your cat or learn more, you have another website for us. I do. It's the letter i dash. T-I-C-A for the International Cat Association dot org. And we have a show calendar right there on the homepage. Just scroll down to the August 25th to 27th date and you will see Show Cats Chicago listed. You can open that um, section up and read more prices, um, closing deadlines, contact information, which would actually link you to me. And I would be happy to answer any and all questions that you have. Perfect. Dr. Brown, good to talk to you. Thank you so much. I look forward to the Great American Cat Show at McCormick Place, August 25th through 27. Thank you. Our neighbor across the hall in our condo building uh, was Boots Montgomery. That's a dog, Boots Montgomery. And Boots, we'd periodically watch when our neighbors went out of town. And they'd bring over, I don't know, a dozen or 15 or 20 toys that Boots had. Each toy had a name. Some of the toys looked alike. One looked like a hot dog, and the other, to me, looked like a hot dog. But one, the name of the toy, Chicago Hot Dog. Another was Mr. Hot Dog, or something like that. I didn't know the difference. Boots Montgomery, the dog, totally knew the difference. Well, next week, we'll be talking to Pilly Bianchi. Her dad had a dog by the name of Chaser. This dog was known really around the world, because this dog knew, I think, over a thousand, literally over a thousand. I, I don't even know how anyone could keep track of those. That I couldn't keep track of 20 names, a thousand toys, and much more. How do dogs learn? We'll talk about that and more next week. The author of For the Love of Dog. He is uh, the Lord, the uh, Honorable, the Great Dog show esteemed. Really, if you watch a dog show anywhere, anytime, that is a big enough major dog show, this dude will be there often broadcasting the show nationally. I am talking about the dude of dog shows. That's his new title. The dude of dog shows, David Fry. Hello, David. Thank you, Steve. You said pretty much all the things I told you to say. That's good. I'm I'm more than happy to do that. We've got a dog show coming up in Chicago. The International Kennel Club of Chicago, a legendary kennel club in America, kind of went silent for a couple of years, but I believe this. They're back! Am I right? We're we're coming back large. We've got a reimagined version of the dog show. It's the Great American Dog Show. And it will be everything you could ever want and imagine at a dog show, ranging from the competition to all the, the demonstrations and all the things that we do all day long. So we hope the people, of, the great people of Chicago, the great dog town that it is, that they'll come join us at McCormick Place on the 25th, 26th, 27th 
of August and uh, have a great time. Okay, so that's great. Again, August 25th, 26th, 27th, essentially next week and weekend at McCormick Place. Now, let's start with this. What's going on with this dog show? Is it is there going to be a best in show at the end of it about how many dogs will be there, about how many breeds will be represented, and can people see it all? We um, we're, we are doing a complete dog show, uh, which will include uh, the, all the breeds, two hundred and some recognized breeds by the AKC, uh, and that goes on during the day. Then at night, we move the competition into the area theater there at McCormick Place. Uh, we're going to have the, the Chicago Challenge Cup to lead things off, which is an invitational uh, event that invites all the top, all the great show dogs from around the country that have been in the top ten and won various comp- various shows. And they're going to come and join us and compete for a $20,000 first prize. Wow. And then and then when that's over, we bring in our, our groups and our best in show from our show during the day. So nothing against Westminster or some of the other shows that are made. This sounds more interesting, frankly. Well, I think it is. It's going to be. It's got we because we're putting everything that you could ever imagine into this into this competition, into the demonstrations. We're having an ask the experts. We're having a kids' corner with face painting. We're having a the AKC meet the breeds. Will be there, which is huge. The AKC has been very supportive of what we do, of course. And uh, to be able to come and get up close and personal with the dogs and the dog people, you can't do that with the, with the Bears and Justin Fields, and you can't do it with Christopher Morell and the Cubs. You can get up close <laughs> and personal with the competitors here, and, and uh, it just doesn't happen in any other sport. <laughs> <laughs> you are right about that. Uh, and it's great. It's not only about meeting the dogs and petting the dogs. That's fun. That's nice. But if you're interested in anything from, I don't know, an Affin Pincher to a Yorkshire Terrier and everything in between, here's an opportunity to ask people who know about these breeds. A lot of these people have grown up in this sport and have grown up with purebred dogs, so they can share their knowledge and expertise with you and help you ask the questions and find out all the answers to if this breed is the right breed for you or your family, or if just or a dog is right for you and your family. Let's start with that, and and we want to make sure that everybody's prepared for that. You get these people when you when you get a dog from a purebred breeder, you get the breeder too. And they're with you for the rest of, of your dog's life and, and helping you all the way along. And AKC Meet the Breeds, that's the basic principle of, of Meet the Breeds. It's the continuing principle of what we're doing with the Great American Dog Show in, in, in showing you what these dogs are all about. And uh, the competition is fun. The family sport is fun. People are walking around saying, and the kids are saying, hey, look at that dog. What's the story on that poodle haircut? And things like that. And we'll tell you what the story is on that poodle haircut. And, uh, but be there and come and see us. Well, what is the story about that poodle haircut? And who's the hairdresser? <laughs> we do have uh, some uh, grooming demonstrations at the show as well. So that would be a great question to ask some of our uh, our competitors in the grooming demonstration. But the, just for, for education purposes right here, that the poodle haircut that you see has its basis in what its function is. And that is as a water retrieving dog. People don't think of that when they see this poodle with what they think is a foo foo haircut. 
the poodle is a great dog. It's an athletic dog. It's a sporting dog originally. Uh, was made to be a water retrieving dog. So they leave these little puffs of hair in various places on their body to protect their organs in those places from the cold water. So that helps them do their job. And that's mm-hmm. what that haircut has its basis in. Now, speaking of water, David, I understand one of the jobs, because you'll be there, and people can meet David Fry. You can meet David, which is cool. But Along, oh, along with Wayne Ferguson, who's a, a part of the National Dog Show and, and a very well-known figure in the, in the purebred dog world, too. Wayne and I are going to be walking around the day of the show. Come, say hi to us, bring us a story. If you've got a fun story about your dog, come and tell us. So, sorry to interrupt, but I didn't want to leave my buddy Wayne out. Wayne Ferguson, that guy with that <laughs> voice, right? The, the voice of God, that's yes. right. And, uh, I, and, and Wayne I, and I have been friends for 50 years. You've known Wayne for most of that time, too. And and uh, and, and we're going to be having fun with everybody there. Yeah, last time I saw Wayne Ferguson, I'm the guy who I took out a $20 bill from my wallet. And incidentally, I don't do that that often as you know, I know. yes I know. and and I'm and i and i said here wayne let's make a trade he said what are you doing and i said all i want is your voice and i'll give you the 20 bucks i don't know why he just walked away shaking his head but that's another story and that's a true story by the way so one of the Sounds like it's true from both of you guys, the two guys that I know. Yes. So one of, I really did that. So one of your jobs, I believe, at the dog show, speaking of water, will be you are going to be a lifeguard for the exhibition diving dog event, and you'll be wearing a Speedo. Is that true? (laughs) Yeah, that'll bring a big crowd in, I'm sure. Yeah. It's funny. We're have at McCormick Place, as you know, is right sits right on Lake on Lake Michigan. I was going to say Lake Washington because I'm out here in Seattle, but Lake Michigan. And we're going to have dock diving out there on the on the terrace overlooking uh, overlooking Lake Michigan. Wow, how, how fun is that going to be? So, um, dock diving is a great event for the spectators for, uh, and for competition too. So. We got that. We got. We well, got Dave, a vendor hold village. it slow, got, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Oh, no, because, I'm sorry. I'm all fired up. I've adjusted my dosage. I'm ready to go. I want to know what dock diving <laughs> is. We will find out what that is. And yes, it takes a village. We'll find out about what that vendor village is. And more about the dog show coming up in Chicago, the Great American Dog Show, taking over the Windy City, August. 25th through the 27th at McCormick Place. David Fry is here, but he's going to go away. He'll be right back next. David Fry is the voice of dogs and dog shows. What did I call you earlier? The dude. Let me do that again. The The dude. Go ahead. Well, you called me the dude of dogs. I've, uh, you know, I've been around them a lot, but I can't take credit for, I I didn't invent dogs, for example. Somebody introduced (laughs) me that one. <laughs> you know that would be great. That'd be great for me to put on my resume. But I think there are a few people here before me. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, dogs are so important to us in our lives, and this is what dog shows help us realize that. Well, you know what? I, I want to talk about this a little bit. I don't think you can go to a dog show and not smile. I don't think you can go to a dog show and not feel good because now you are surrounded by dogs. You know, we dogs are so spontaneous and such a great part of our our lives. You cannot look at a dog without smiling. And a dog, you, you know, a dog walks into the room or crosses your path, and the energy changes right away. We can talk about that all we want with therapy dogs uh, at, at some point in time, but 
But really, the same thing goes on at dog shows. You're going to be looking at the dogs and smiling, and the Great American Dog Show is all about that. About Here's all the different things our dogs can do. And when they're there seeing all these dogs, you can imagine your dog doing the same thing. These are real dogs with real people in a great family sport, and the Great American Dog Show is going to share that with, with everybody. So we were talking about dock diving earlier. I don't want to assume that people know what that is. So what is dock diving? If you're a track and field person, it's, it's the equivalent of the long jump. The dogs run up along a runway and take off in the air, only they're diving over the water, trying to catch a lure, a, 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 a toy of some kind that's hanging over the water. And and the uh, and where they land is where they measure their, their accomplishment. Here's how far they, they dove from the edge of the dock out into the, over the water and into the water. So make big splashes and... And the dogs love it, the people love it, and it's and it's fun. But wear your waterproof clothing if you get too close. <laughs> and another thing that's going on that you mentioned briefly earlier that I want to talk a little bit about, because this truly is a family event, is the Kids' Corner. What's that? Well, we have some face painting. We'll have some face painting for the kids. We're having an art contest. And it's, and it's a place for the kids to get up close and personal with some of the dogs as well. So, um It'll be like a contest. You and I can get our faces painted if if we want to have our own little competition. That would be great, and uh, and we'll have we'll have all kinds of things for the kids. The kids can go all day long. Every every stop they make is going to be a kids' corner uh, because there's going to be something for them to smile about and laugh about and participate in all day long. It's a great family entertainment uh, and a great dog city, and and with the uh, great dogs. You know, many of us on Animal Planet have seen agility competition. That'll be there, too. There isn't much that's not going on at this show, so talk about agility if people don't know. That's what makes this the, the name Great American Dog Show perfect, because we have everything, and it's going to make us a great show. It's a great undertaking for us to bring all these things to you. But, yeah, we're going to have agility. We're going to have scent competition. We're going to have... Um, trick dogs, uh, and more. And everything that, that the AKC sponsors, the AKC sponsors all kinds of things for dogs to do. You don't, you don't even have to be a purebred dog to participate in the AKC events now. It, we have a separate competition, what we call All American Dogs. They can participate in all these things too. So you don't have to have a purebred dog. We're, ad, we're advocates for purebred dogs, but that doesn't mean that we don't share what we do and the joy of having a dog with all the dogs out there. We want to find them all homes, and we want to make them all happy, uh, members of their family, and make the families happy to have them. So that's what we're doing. On Saturday especially, it will be the busiest day at Great American Dog Show, but we're doing most, we're doing all of those same things except for the night competition on Sunday as well. Uh, what is that night competition on Sunday? That's the Chicago Challenge Cup. That's kind of the invitational of, of, for the top ten dogs uh, in every group around the country, the top dogs in the breed come in, and they've qualified by by being big winners during the course of the year. And they're going to compete. They're going to compete and and create a finals competition that's going to be at the theater. And and one of them is going to walk away with twenty thousand dollars. And then so when and then before that, I guess when the dogs eventually get to best in show, that's a separate thing, right? That's right. That's a factor of the dog show during the day. 
and and it's a typical dog show. It's it's like a, a dancing bracket in sports. We talk about this all the time. There's over 200 breeds that are eligible for comp- for confirmation competition, and and they compete first at the breed level. Whoever wins the breed advances into their group, one of seven different groups, depending on what breed they are. And then the seven group winners advance to the very end for best in show. And that's the big deal about dog shows. So, and and you, um, will, you will be broadcasting that with Wayne Ferguson? No, we're, we're not doing a broadcast. We're not doing a network broadcast. We are yet. We're going to do one eventually, I believe, because people are going to see what a great show this is. And, and we will soon be coming to you uh, everywhere. Um, but we will have, there will be something going on for people to see. Wayne and I are going to be walking around talking to people with a camera crew, um, talking to, and finding out stories about their dogs. So you can see that well, what these dogs do in their real life, in addition to being great competitors and having fun at the dog show, they, um, they are real dogs. They're like the dogs sitting on the couch next to you at home. They're shedding on your clothes. They're drooling on your, on your feet. They're, they're, uh, you know, probably even drinking out of a toilet once in a while, just like your dog does at home. And we we want to sh- we want to make sure that you understand that that's what this is all about. Our show dogs are real dogs. We just sort of dress them up a little bit, if you will, and take them to dog shows on the weekends. Uh huh. All right. So that is the Great American Dog Show coming to McCormick Place, and it is being run by the International Kennel Club of Chicago. This is a legendary club. It had been around for a very long time, and I know that. Lou Oslander, the late Lou Oslander, whose club this was, was a dear friend of yours, as he was mine. And I think Lou would be proud of the yes. job that Scott File and Erica Wyatt are doing as the new owners of the International Kennel Club of Chicago and creating the Great American Dog Show uh, presented by IKC Chicago in a reimagined dog show, but we're coming back large, Chicago, so come join us. Well, you know, uh, Lou would talk to me about how yeah, the dog show part, the confirmation part, people want to see that. They certainly want to see Best in Show. All of that is very important. However, it's all those other things that we have talked about, and we've left some things out because there's so much going on, we don't even have time. Those are the things that people really get excited about, like watching dogs do agility, watching them fly off what looks like a uh, diving board, essentially, into a, a pool of water. You know, all of those things... And so much more going on. That is August 25th through the 27th. General admission, $35, providing great entertainment. This is a family event. Yes, there are senior uh, prices available, prices for kids as well. VIP tickets are available, too. All at greatamericandogshow.com. One more thing, David, I want to mention, if I can, uh, that... Some of the proceeds go to some charitable organizations, the AKC Canine Health Foundation, American Heart Association, and United Way of Metro Chicago. And I think that's very nice. We're excited to share, uh, to share that into something that's good for people everywhere. Well, you're the best. David Fry, it is always, well, mostly always, good to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. I am so happy the World Small Animal Veterinary Association is about to focus on pets and domestic violence. Those two cannot be separated. And there are many reasons for that. First and foremost, statistically, most people have at least one pet. If it's not a dog, it's a cat. And if it's not a cat or a dog, it's a hamster, a gerbil, a guinea pig, 
even a pet bird, they are not immune to the violence. So it happens, and it happens in any home where domestic violence occurs first, because the perpetrator wants to practice on an animal. Statistically, that is the case. We know that. Violence begets violence and begins often with the easier-to-be-violent-against companion animals. But also experts say that demonstrates power. They use it in a way to threaten others, to say, look what I can do to the animal, I will do this to you too. Well, Dr. Kurt Venader, he's the chief veterinary officer of Purina, has been talking about this issue, and Purina has, and doing something about it for a very long time. He explains that domestic violence and animal welfare are tied together. He says about 70% of domestic violence victims have observed the abuser hurt their pet or threaten to. Now, only 15% of domestic violence shelters will allow pets. And actually, just a few years ago, that number was more like 10% because of Purina and others. The PAWS Act is changing that, but still only 15%. And here's the shocking news. That's got to be changed. And I will talk to some about this, some aldermen, because in Chicago, that number right now is 0%. Zero. That's crazy. We'll be talking more about this issue in upcoming weeks on Steve Dale's Pet World on WGN.